Blog Talk Radio. As well as on my 
Facebook or YouTube channel under Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P as in Paul, R-A, T as in Tom, E-R. I'm so glad that uh, I was able to catch you all, and thank you all for y'all continued present support. Uh, sorry we had a late start, but um, got everything working. Has to kind of improvise a little bit, but uh, I just made it back from uh, my son, and I felt the need to just go ahead and instead of canceling the show, excuse me, I knew that um, I was getting a late start, and instead of canceling the show, I felt to go ahead and continue with this podcast, or excuse me, continue with this episode, and I would just, you know, as I began to drive, I was driving, and I was seeing so much. I was talking to a great friend of mine, and... Um, the main thing I just kept seeing was how sometimes obstacles come in our path and sometimes those obstacles come not only to discourage us, but to stop us. It would discourage us from moving forward. Sometimes it will prompt us to run backwards. Sometimes it will paralyze us and make us stand still. And it's nothing like stale waters. You know, when the water is not flowing, it becomes stale. It gives the opportunity for insects, for mosquitoes to come and pollute the water. But you think about if still water can become polluted, imagine pertaining to us. Imagine us as human beings when we're not moving forward in our purpose and the plan that God has for us. And, you know, you know, you think about fear, you know, sometimes, sometimes either the devil can bring fear or sometimes we allow fear to come into us that's been prompted by our past or sometimes not just the past mistakes, but sometimes even future blessings or future purpose or plan is so many people that, they allow so many things, distractions, just to prevent them from going forward. And I know a lot of times things can happen in our life where when it comes down to creating change or sometimes when change about to come, sometimes it makes us question, are we qualified? Can we handle change? Can we handle that responsibility? And so these are some of the questions that the devil may try to have right here in our minds and sometimes we allow the enemy of our minds to destroy us in the purpose and plan God has for us. And so as I begin to really just start thinking about a lot of these things, it was just on me, just those two words that name of the podcast on tonight. Don't quit. <laughs> Don't quit. You know, there are many times that if we really want to do something in life We'll make every effort to do it. If there is something that we really, really, really want, sometimes people fight harder on the things that are not for them than the things that are all for them. You think about somebody that's into drugs, someone that has they need a fix. They'll if they don't have any money, they don't have any finances, they will steal from someone else. They were breaking into somebody else's house, breaking into somebody else's vehicle. 
to get enough for them to get that fix. That's on the negative side. But do we implement that same effort on the positive side for us? The answer is no. Let's be honest. You know, those that know me, I believe in being transparent. I'll be the main one. When I'm speaking to you all in the audience, my behind is right beside you. Because sometimes, and this is me, I believe in putting myself in check. You know, I tell people, hey, look here, I get counseling all the time. Sometimes I ask God, hey, look here, I need you to counsel me right now. Sometimes I have to check my own self. You know, so in my time, I may not be on uh, social media at the time that if I'm not on social media, at the time I'm not ministering or praying for somebody, I'm somewhere where I'm dealing with sometimes my biggest enemy is me. Sometimes I'm like, wow, sometimes God can whisper something in my ear. And sometimes I question, I'm like, is that, okay, God, is that, is that you? I want to make sure it's not my emotions. It's not my ideology. I want to make sure it's not me. I want to make sure that it's you. And sometimes it may be me that's the biggest problem. So, you know, I tell people, hey, look here, in case y'all don't hear from me, hey, I'm somewhere where I'm trying to talk to God, and also sometimes I'm trying to talk to myself. We need that. That doesn't mean that, like I always tell people, sometimes when you have that conversation with yourself, that doesn't mean that, oh, you're lacking the faith. That doesn't mean that you're weak. No. Sometimes it's just good to have a maintenance check on yourself, a routine check on yourself. Matter of fact, uh, I go to the chiropractor, and I'm fine, but I go every month to make sure. We call it the maintenance check. Everything is fine, but we want to keep it that way. And so sometimes, even pertaining to our spiritual body or our mental capacity, sometimes we want to just make sure, just to do an update, to make sure that it's updated. Just like you get on a computer. You hit that refresh button. Sometimes you hit that refresh button or the update, and it says you have the current subscription. You have the current uh, updated system. All these things. We'll update our system. We'll update our computers. We update our car. We update all this information. We even update our resume. But can we do that to ourselves? Can we update ourselves? That's something that we have to do. I encourage each and every one of us for us to be able to just look in the mirror and just have that conversation with that person in your mirror. So with that, sometimes when it comes down to just the hopes, the plans, the dreams that we may have in life, let's be honest, sometimes the devil wants us to go ahead and just take a back seat. Hey, look here, you ain't good enough for that. Like I said, he may bring up our past. Sometimes he'll bring up things that were told to us in our youth. There are things that he'll bring up. <laughs> I have to think about when you get ready to do something that's wrong, he'll give you every excuse to do it. But when you try to do something that's right, he'll bring up every excuse why you're not qualified to do it. Think about it. You're qualified to do the wrong thing but you're disqualified for doing or receiving the right thing. Is that backwards? No. Does that sound like somebody who has your best interest at heart? The answer is no. 
So if the devil does not have our best interest at heart, then why do we consider what he's trying to put on our table? Why? It's something to think about. I, I love those. Hmm, there was a show called The Arsenio Hall Show, and he would ask questions like things that make you say, hmm. Well, these are some of the things that will make us say, hmm. But also, it should make us say, oh, now, what are we going to do about it? Like I said, there are times when the devil tries to bring things upon us, understand that he's bringing it for a reason. The devil does not want us to reach our full potential. The devil does not want us to reach or have the full capacity of what God has invested into us. First of all, we have to understand God has invested into us. Look here. Let's get it personal. God has invested in little old you. Yeah, you. You know, with all your flaws and all. Yeah, you. God already invested into you. But sometimes what happens, we do not allow ourselves to see the investment. We know how much we have invested in our bank account. We take the time to look at the investment in our bank account, but we don't take the time to see the investment that God put into us. Make it safe. Hmm. So how about we just look at the investment God put into us, and that should give us a even that should give us a reason not to quit. There is no reason to quit anything. Yeah, people have done us wrong. Yes. Have I? Look here. Have every day been Peter the screen for me? No. Mm-mm. But I found out sometimes people isolate us. People call us weird. People call us things, and the devil try to use that to suppress us. The devil try to use that to kill those seeds of investment God had placed into us before it actually take root grow and blossom to become that beautiful forest that God already sees us as. You know, when God made us, he sees us as the finished product. Have you really thought about that? When God made us, he instilled some things within us, but he sees the full blossom that it is. That's the reason why I always believe the devil not worried about what he make you do. He's more concerned about what he can make you become. Because if you can become it, it's part of your character. It's called it's part of your nature. See, you can do something one time, repent, never do it again. But if you do it, or if you continue to do it as part of your character. You would do it each and every opportunity that you can. He try, See, he's not trying to make you steal. He's trying to make you become a thief. In other words, you would do it at any opportunity you can as part of your character. So understand, with that character of what the devil is trying to make you become, there are some things that will derail you from the purpose of plan that God has for you. So that's why it's very important for us to pay attention to each and every minute thing. For if the devil brings something to our table, we need to reject it. 
because it's that seed is actually something that designed us to distract us from the purpose and plan God has for us so we could become somebody that we wasn't made to be. See, like I said, God is trying to help us. We're becoming more like him. But the devil wants us to become more like him. Hmm. Something to think about. So with that, understanding when the devil tries to offer things to us, should we negotiate? Should we listen? No. If you notice, whenever we entertain the devil or whenever we entertain something that's unlike God, it's preventing us to receive something that is of God. You know, when you think about even God can tell you to get that item right there. It's one item that God told you to get. But the devil may put a distraction to your right. But what? listen, what happens if you see that distraction, which you may not understand it, it's a distraction, but you'd see that that distraction and that other thing, the original thing that you felt the need to go after. So there's a 50-50 chance of you actually getting that distraction or you getting what God has for you. So to turn up the heat, the devil going to try to bring many distractions your chances of receiving the original thing that God has for you. That's why, look here, I just, I'm going to speak to the guys right now. The, look, to the guys, God may have a young lady in your radar because the Bible tells us the man that findeth a wife, findeth a good thing, and guess what? Obtain favor from the Lord. So that young lady that you're about to pursue, what happened? The devil going to try to bring many distractions. And guess what? The devil ain't concerned about which distractions that you go after because they all going to result to the same thing in end game. He just trying to make sure that you don't get what God has for you. It doesn't matter which distraction that you get. Hmm. Listen. It doesn't matter which pathway you go as long as it's not the right way. So with that, with those distractions, what happens when we stand still and just see all these things, even if you don't pursue the wrong thing, but if you paralyze or stop from the right thing, that's what the devil wants you to do. Ultimately, the devil does not want you to get that one right there. It doesn't matter if you get this one, this one, this one, this one, or that one, as long as you don't get to that one. And guess what? Like I said, even if you don't get those distractions, if you quit, if you quit, if you stop the progress or the process from going forward, he won. In other words, the devil will win as long as you don't get the prize that God has for you. That's why it's so important for us to keep on going, keep on living. You can continue to live physically, mentally, emotionally, but most importantly, spiritually. That's why it's important for us to allow God to, to us breathe on us. We need it. Yeah, the preacher right here, oh, yeah, I need it. I tell people, hey, look here. <laughs> 
I may say some things that may bless you or whatever, bless me, but you can't, I can't tell you how many times God has to remind me of my own words for me to minister to myself. You have to be conscious of the word of God for you to not just minister to others, but minister to yourself. Because what happened? The devil would love for you to be able to not minister to someone else. Because I'm going to tell you something. I grow when I put out what God put in. You know what I'm saying? I grow when I put out what God put in or what God has invested into me. Now, I'm using myself for an example, but it's the same thing with you. See, if you can utilize what God had put into you, he has entrusted that into you. And because you have put out, because you have become a good steward of what God had invested into you, then he can trust you with more. And so if God can entrust you with more and you put out more, then it increases your stock. And also it increases the investment that God can place into you because you because you are using it for good. You becoming a good steward. You are a good steward or a good manager of what God has placed or invested into you. It's not just oh oh, oh money. Look here. When we talk about God's investment, it's more than money. It could be your talent, your time, your gift, your words. Whatever God has given you, when you put it into proper use, look here, God can invest more into you. Like I said, you become more, you become more valuable. You become more investable because you know how to put it for good. Like I said, if you can continue to let that water of life run into you, don't allow it to get stale. You cannot allow it to get stale. You can't look. You can't afford to let it get stale. I have to. I have to uh, fix this right here because I don't have my uh, device for me to be able to see any uh, comments. But you have to make sure that you keep yourself. Flowing. Once you stand still, once you stand still, it it's like quicksand. It allows the devil to pull you down. And it's not just the physical, it's the emotional, it's the spiritual, it's the mental. You know, it's like when you don't use something, you get rusty. I found that I was talking to my I call him my little brother. I was talking to my little brother Walter. And he told me that a lot of times people blame age for their uh, the joints being bothered. You know, their movement's not so fast. He said, age ain't the problem. It's the lack of movement throughout the course of time that creates the problem. I said, wow, okay. Because what happens when we're active, when we continue to be active, we are all right. It's just like even on wrestling. Those that know of me, I like wrestling. But they say as you continue to wrestle, as you continue to wrestle, what happens, it prevents you from getting injured. But as long as you slow down, it can create injuries. 
Why? Because you become, Im- I don't want to say immovable, but you don't utilize as often as you did or as frequent as you did. Hmm. So with life, everyone may have an opportunity to quit or give up. The devil, this is job. The devil's opportunity is to make us consider. Look here. All he'll do is he wants you to consider. Like I said, he'll put on the table to consider. And so what he'll do, when you see it on the table and now you're pondering upon it, and then what happens, because if you notice, we gravitate to negativity more than something that's good. Bad news spread faster than good news. So with that, Hmm. If we have it on the table, okay. Hmm. Well, then we start seeing every excuse why we should take the devil on that offer to give up or to quit. Hmm. But I found out you'll never know victory if you quit. Victory, ultimate victory, does not have Quitting as a characteristic. Quitting is not an option for believers. This believer of Jesus Christ, and also, guess what? A believer in yourself. God wants you to realize who you are. God wants you to realize who he made you to be. So you continue to become who he called for you to be, who he wants for you to be. You know, I often think about in the Bible, it tells us, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think, according to the power that worketh in who? In you? No, in us. I like to personalize it. In me. God has put much stock, much value into me. He's put it into me. And guess what? He put it into you. But, hey, you may not receive it. I'm going to speak about myself. I receive it. But in receiving it, I understand that there's a responsibility. I understand there's a responsibility. The devil will love for me to give up. The devil will love for me to throw in the towel. The devil will love for me to just, oh, you know what? I quit. That's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to give it up. He wants you to be able to just say, you know what? Forget it. He wants you to shortchange yourself because if you think about it, just like when you look at a relay, let's see a track and field. If you look at somebody on track and field that's running, that third leg person is dependent upon the second leg person. The person that said the third leg responsibility is to receive from the second leg, but also for that third leg to do its job and ultimately to give the stick or the baton to the fourth-legged person, fourth leg. Everybody has a function. The first leg person starts off. They start off, and then they pass the stick. And so understand, God has invested a spiritual stick within you. 
but the devil does not want you to grow or be conscious or aware of the stick that God has invested into you because God wants you to be able to pass it to someone else. How do you pass that baton to someone else? Through your testimony, through your witness. And guess what? Sometimes it's not just for you to pass the baton or to witness to someone else, but also to witness to that person that's in your mirror. You have to witness to that person into your mirror, witness to that person so that way you can continue the course. So that way, person that God has for you to be able to invest into, minister to, you can pass that baton to them. But listen, even with that, that's not the only race that you run. It's a continuous thing. In life, it's not hard. But the devil tried to create problems to make us perceive that it is hard. Our perception of the things that we deal with or the things that's going on in our life, we have to understand that we're victorious if we don't quit. The end result is we're going to be victorious. Just one blank. It's just like when a young lady is pregnant and she's a healthy young lady and she goes to see the OBGYN and the doctor telling her the baby looks healthy, the baby looks good, all this stuff. But that mother gets discouraged because she's gaining a little weight. Her feet are becoming swollen. Or she has these beans and waking up in the middle of the night want to eat a bologna sandwich with pickles, all this stuff. Does she quit? Excuse me. No. She can't quit. The baby is healthy, but she has to go through the process of the first, the second, and the last trimester. It's helping the baby to develop so when the time comes or in the appointed time when that baby is ready, either when the baby come out on his own or sometimes the doctor has to induce the labor, either way the baby going to come out. But it's no need for her to quit. God has invested, or let's just say God has impregnated you with something. You may not be conscious of it. It might look, you might be looking at the results of the spiritual swollen feet or the spiritual weight gain, all these things that may be going on to try to discourage you from going full term and delivering the promise that God has impregnated you with. Have you thought about that? Make you say, hmm. Well, you will never know the, quote-unquote, the sex or the gender of your spiritual baby if you give up. You will not know the beauty of seeing all that you went through, all the toil, even though it might have been painful. But sometimes if you look at it, when it comes down to the things that are of value, sometimes that becomes the biggest target. That's why as time goes on, when a mother becomes, uh, she's already pregnant, but when she becomes bigger, when the baby that's in her becomes bigger, 
what happens sometimes it be, you know she gets off balance her her balance come off sometimes she's on bed rest sometimes how she was pregnant in the first trimester me in the first or second month versus in her eighth or ninth month she's bigger she's a bigger target target the risk of her falling becomes greater and the risk of her injuring the baby as well as herself become greater so what happened she has to take precautionary measures to protect what's in her excuse me to protect who's in her so how about we look at what we're dealing with those are sometimes the things that the devil may try to do to discourage us but also there's something that's so there's something so valuable in me because there's somebody so valuable in me there's something so valuable in you there's so much stock there, those stock that God has invested into you so valuable because of who's in you it's a dual thing you got something as well as somebody in you. That somebody in you is protecting that something that's in you. Hmm. God's spirit, the Holy Ghost, is living in you. And listen, it's protecting, but also it's feeding and nourishing the investment that he placed within you. So why should we quit? Have we considered weighing everything out and talking to God about whatever we're dealing with. So I want to use this opportunity to encourage each and every one of us. There's no need for us to give up. We can't give up. Why give up? Yeah, things may be uncomfortable, but I promise you, if we listen to what God's word says, like I said, we have to talk to ourselves. If you notice, we'll talk about our problem and we'll recite our problem, but we don't recite our problem solver. We don't, we'll recite the words of our problem, but we won't recite the words of our problem solver. Like I said, we have to speak out loud, speak it into the atmosphere, but most importantly for us to speak it into our spirit. We got to hear it in our own ears because we hear so much negativity from others. And we'll recite the foolishness of others. But we don't listen to what God were said. We don't even speak it. We got to speak to ourselves. And sometimes you have to, let's hear it. Sometimes you have to tell yourself, uh-uh. Sometimes you got to shut yourself up. Quit thinking crazy. What's wrong with me? That devil is a lie. Uh-uh. Snap. If you look at the prodigal son, the prodigal son, it says when he was in a pen, when he was in a uh, pig pen, when he came to himself. In other words, he had a conversation. It's written in the scripture. He had a conversation with himself. He had to realize who he came from. He had to realize who he came from. And, and listen, the royalty that he came from, but most importantly, who he came from, who he belonged to. You got to understand who you belong to. And, of course, hey, look, we would love for our natural family to love us, to accept us. All that. It would be great in a perfect world. There are some that may love us. They may appreciate us. There may be some that can't stand your behind. There may be some that may even be jealous of you. There may be some even within your church, even within your circle or whatever. 
even on your job. I'm not just speaking about one specific thing. I'm bringing up everything because there are some people who may have this problem. Some people may have that problem. So I want to speak about all problems. But the key thing for us to remember, is that an excuse for us to quit because of the opinion of others? Nope. No. God didn't tell us to quit. So why should we quit? Because somebody else told you to quit? Uh-uh. No. I always believe in this. We got to look at what God word said. It is written. And if they saying something that ain't written of God, then I don't care what they may say. It ain't written and I ain't saying it. I ain't taking it. So utilize this time for us to be able to have the opportunity to first evaluate our belief system. Evaluate our belief system. What do we believe? And that's to give us the opportunity to look at where God's word says, really start doing some spiritual investment for us to be able to do our due diligence, doing our homework, looking at what God works about those situations pertaining to our life and writing them things down, recite it, learn it, because this is about you. No one should know you more than yourself other than God. But also, if God knows you and loves you, then how about we spend that quality time to knowing his word, especially not just pertaining to what he said about our situation, but also who we are in spite of our situation. Hmm. Something to think about. So with that, now other thing is for us to be able to evaluate our circle. Our circle should be like a Roche Motel, they say, or the opposite of a Roche Motel. Come in, but can't come out. No, we should have barriers to allow those who earned the right to come in. But also on the same token, if by chance they choose to leave, don't make people stay. Don't make people stay who want to go. So if, if by chance, if by chance everybody walk away from you, as long as God had not walked away from you, you still got a chance. So why give up? It doesn't matter. Now, true enough, it may be disappointing or whatever, but one of the things I found out the God I serve, this is the God I serve. If you're doing what God tells you to do and people still leave you, People still neglect you. People still talk to you crazy, talk about you crazy. When I found out, God know how to replace people. See, sometimes, matter of fact, I saw um, Amanda Kelly. I want to say hi to Amanda Kelly. Hi, Miss Kelly. She put on a page, and it was from uh, Bishop G.E. Patterson, how sometimes some people, God has to allow the negative people, the naysayers, the doubters to leave for a miracle to take place in our life. So, hey, like they say, it's all good. It's all good. But as long as you know who you are in Christ, first of all, as long as you know who Christ is, as long as you know Christ and know who you are in Christ, then you can come any crisis. All that matters is, are you obedient to what God has you to do? Will you be willing and obedient? Look, are you willing to obey God in spite of everything else? Are you willing to obey God? Are you willing to trust God in spite of everything else? 
then if you're not and if you depend upon people, then you're allowing people to become your God. Are you willing to obey God in every area? That's where you have to look at it. So with that, my question is, why give up? It ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. So we're going to get ready to go to the phone line right quick and um, get on here. I see somebody on online right now. Okay. Hello. Welcome to Rick Let My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Doing great. Doing great. Yeah, want to thank uh, you. To... Uh, go ahead, sir. I was going to say, I want to thank you for uh, chiming in. I know I had got a late start, but I want to tell you, thank you for chiming in. <laughs> no problem, no problem. I actually got a late start myself. I'm out with the wife, and we were doing some shopping, and uh, uh, she reminded me that she was on. So um, I actually uh, actually just got on, but the part of your message that, that I heard it was awesome. Um, and, yes, we, we have to trust God in all things. Um, but one of the things that kind of gravitated to my mind today in conversations I was having is that, yes, you, you know, we need to start, like, I know, like, for yourself and me and, you know, my wife and many other people, we're good at praying for other folks. But sometimes, uh, you, you know, I, got, I stole this from our pastor, uh, we need to start praying for ourselves. <laughs> you know, we need to start, you know, putting those prayers up for ourselves and, you know, asking God to fulfill our life as well. So, yeah, it's good to concentrate on uh, uh, praying for others and being there for others. But but you're right. We need to trust God for, for all things in our lives, no matter how big or small. So I'll just say, you know, just another great message. And uh, from what I heard of, it's really good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, mm-hmm. I appreciate you, and keep up the great work and look forward to um, some great things. And the main thing, thank God for God is waking up those who are considering or those who may, the devil may try to even put quitting on the table. God is waking us up, and God is waking up those to let them know no need to quit. That old saying, quitters never win, and winners never quit. That's right. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I appreciate you. Appreciate you. And to be continued. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Take care. Yeah. So, with that being said, um, I I really thank God even for the opportunity. You know. Um, you know, what I found out sometimes when you press your way, sometimes it. Especially when things, it seems so difficult. But I found out in that pressing, sometimes when we press, there's a reason why we have to press. Because sometimes the devil tries so badly to bring alternatives to us. Sometimes the devil may try to make us, like I said, quit, make us, I don't want to do it. I don't feel like doing it. I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like doing that. And then what happened, we end up missing something that, we bastards will be doing. That's why it's so important for us to not go on our feelings. I tell people the worst thing you can do is go on your feelings. You don't go on your feelings, you go on your faith. 
You don't go on your feelings. You go on your faith and you go in your spirit. Go on the spirit of God. And the reason why I say that because people get their feelings intertwined or confused with their spirit. And it can be so similar. But our feelings are often dictated by our circumstances. It could be our current circumstances or our past circumstances. But if you go on your faith, faith is the substance of things hopeful and the evidence of things not seen, meaning things can look crazy. Things can look like, you know what, ain't no, ain't no way in God's green earth that's going to happen. But you, you, you hearing God telling you, you need to do it. And I'm telling you, it's like all hope is gone, then all of a sudden God just boop. You know, matter of fact, I heard a story of um there was a town that needed rain and it hadn't rained in a long time. And so they they decided to go ahead and have a prayer meeting to pray for rain. So as the people came in, there are many people say, oh, yeah, we're going to be praying for rain. We're going to be praying for rain. Many people start coming in, and then all of a sudden, there's this man came in with a raincoat, with an umbrella, walking into the church. And people just fell out laughing. <laughs> what are you doing with that on? It ain't raining. And his reply was, hey, we praying for rain, and I'm anticipating rain when we get done praying. And guess what? When I got done praying, <laughs> it was raining. And get this, he was the only one that was prepared. Everybody else, they was they were saying they were praying for rain. They might have been praying for rain, but their actions was not corresponding with what they were believing. So in other words, when they are praying for something, my expectation is to look for what I'm praying for. So we should not quit. Even though it may not have rained, and you need rain, but are you prepared for what you're praying for? So with that being said, it may have been a spiritual drought in your life, but you're praying for God's relief. You're praying for God to do this and do that. But are you preparing or are you believing what you're praying for, and are you prepared for it? you got to get ready. My thing is, look here, if I'm praying, if I'm, look, it's just like a young lady praying to God to bless her and her husband to have a baby. When should she start buying baby clothes? When she start stocking up for baby material or baby savings? Do it now. When it comes to your mind that that's what you, that's what you standing on, you do it right then and there. It's just like the lady with the issue of blood. She said, if I may touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Well, she said it and she acted upon it, but she didn't quit. And get this, even when she did it, Jesus asked her who touched her. Now, she had an opportunity to not acknowledge what she did and for her to not acknowledge what she said, she had an opportunity. Because now, Jesus had put her on front street for her to acknowledge and admit what she did. 
But guess what? She said it, and he began to speak and publicly acknowledge her. So that's something for us to think about. So with that being said, we should utilize this as an opportunity of what we're dealing with. Utilize it as an opportunity for us to be able to fight even more. Don't give up on the desire to keep fighting. You're not fighting for nothing. You're fighting for something and you're fighting. Listen, you're not fighting. You're not fighting to get to victory. You already walk around in victory. You have to be aware of who you are and where you are. Ask God to help you to be able to have the spiritual senses to be aware of his presence, but also your presence. Don't neglect Y-O-U. Don't forget about Y-O-U. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he shall direct our path, meaning make your pathway straight. The steps of a righteous man avail as much. You know, we hear the scriptures. We say the scriptures, but do we believe the scriptures? Some for us to think about. And listen here. Talk to God like you're talking to someone. You know, I, I tell people, and, and, you know, I hope no one get offended by this, but I want you to understand the hard one I'm coming from. God doesn't talk to me like, thus saith the Lord. If I'm, uh-uh, he don't talk to me that way because that's not my English. Look here. We're not in William Shakespeare time. We're in 2022. God, look here. I don't understand the God. I'm dealing with something. The God, and he say, you need to blah, 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 blah. Uh-uh. He's not going to talk to you in a language that you don't understand. You can be in a high school graduate. You can, you can have a third grade education, or you can be a college graduate. God's going to reach you wherever you're at. God will talk to you in your level of understanding and grammar. So, if God will reach you and talk to you, how about you reach and talk to yourself? Listen, if the devil can talk to you, and the devil does talk to you, let's be honest, the devil, the devil talks to everybody. The devil talks to everybody, but it's our responsibility not to receive or entertain what he says. When he opens up his mouth, you send him to go. Don't just, it's just like an ex coming to you knowing they did you dirty, did you wrong, all that stuff. You know what his intentions are. You know what her intentions are. Would you entertain? Well, well, he just said he want to talk to me. I'm just going to listen. Maybe he's going to apologize. Uh-uh. Listen here. Oh, my gosh. This may be something that somebody needs to hear. And this may be a little bit off the subject. But this also, I'll just say I'll bring it into the subject of not to quit. There are some people that allow people to talk them out of. And even if somebody of an ex may try to talk to you or try to consider, don't entertain thinking that, well, he owed me an apology, sometimes, or an explanation of why he did what he did. Listen here, your purpose is much greater than that apology or that, uh, I just said the word, that apology or that explanation. Your purpose. Your purpose is greater than that explanation. And why why listen to a liar? Why listen to a liar, a conniving person, a cheater? 
why entertain to, well, matter of fact, there's an old song by Patti LaBelle. Please come back and kiss away the pain. That devil is a lie. Some people don't need to come back and kiss away no pain. You know who's going to kiss away my pain? God going to kiss away my pain. And, hey, God kiss away my pain to help me to be able to receive the pleasure. The one that God has for you, make it rich and add us no sorrow. So just in case you may not be thinking about giving up on life, you might be thinking about giving up on love, don't give up. You might be thinking about giving up on your hopes and dreams of creating your own business, don't give up. You might be tired of that nine-to-five job that every time you go to work, you overworked and underpaid and under and, and underappreciated. It seems like you come in rejuvenated, you come in with fresh ideas, and then you get to work and they're just beating you down, beating you down, beating you down, beating you down, beating the life out of you. It seems like everything they say about you, uh, every idea that you may have, they shut it down. They don't value it. They don't appreciate it. Are you going to quit? No. Let that be fuel for you. My thing is, if you getting beat up on a nine-to-five job, let's say eight hours, if you getting on an eight-hour job, you getting beat down and you're employed by somebody else, then you need to be working eight hours on your extra strategy so you won't be getting beat up by employment or uh, by your employee. You'll be able to start your own business based upon your hunger, your drive. In other words, what you're dealing with, you got to be hungry. Utilize what you're dealing with on your job as an opportunity to say, you know what? Okay, you know what? I dealt with eight hours of headaches, so when I get home, I'm going to work on an eight-hour. I'm going to work on my plan for eight hours. Look here. You got to balance that scale. If you're dealing with eight hours of hell, when you get off work, you did with eight hours of heaven or more. Yeah, you may need to sleep or whatever, but sometimes you got to burn that midnight oil for you to be able to start working on you. You get Listen, you're getting beat up at a job that you don't own, and you're not getting compensated for your worth or what you put in. Look, let that be your opportunity to say, you know what? Oh, the devil trying to beat me down at work so that way I can stop working on my work outside of work. Hmm. We have to continue to fight. Listen here. Nobody have the right. Nobody have the right. Don't let nobody silence you. Nobody has the right to silence you. If they won't listen to you right here, that doesn't mean that you stop. Don't quit. Don't give up. That's not your responsibility to stop. So you know what? Like I said, I'm telling from personal experience because I was there. I was there. Matter of fact, I was talking, like I said, I was talking to a friend of mine today, and I would tell him the time that I wanted to learn how to play the drums. And matter of fact, this is my first time doing this out here. I'm not going to play it, but I'm going to show you. I have my bass right beside me. This is my bass right here, Clit Thunder. 
it just so happened. <laughs> normally, normally I try to have everything out the way, but I didn't move my base. <laughs> I didn't move my base, but this is my base right here, Chocolate Thunder, right here. But the years I've played, I've, I've invested into trying to play the drums or try to play the guitar or the bass or whatever. You know, hmm, I'm telling you, if you really want something in life, sometimes you have to you have to put some sweat behind what you want. You have to look here. Sometimes you have to even utilize what you're dealing with. Utilize that as the opportunity, as the agitation to your spiritual washing machine to beat out that fatigue, beat out the idea of giving up. Sometimes you have to do that. And sometimes if you don't do it because we can get so complacent, sometimes God allows situations to come to make us grow up. Just something to consider. Like I said, something to make us say, hmm. So with that being said, just in case someone who may be watching, who may not be saved, Romans 10 and 9 tells us, If thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as thy Savior, and believe in the heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Remember, all things work together. For the good of those who love the law and accord according to his purpose. Just know that there is no good thing that God will withhold from us. So with that being said, understand there's no time for us to quit or give up. Don't give up on life. Don't give up on yourself. But most importantly, don't give up on God. Be able to Father, be coming to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We thank you right now, God. Isness, God. God, we speaking right now, God, that you help us, God. First of all, God, we acknowledge your presence, God. We ask you, God, to forgive us, God. Forgive us, God. God, we ask you to forgive us, cleanse us, and make us whole. And, Lord, we thank you for your forgiveness, and we receive your forgiveness. God, we're coming out to tell you thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, but most importantly, everything that you are, God. You are our Savior. You are our Redeemer. God, we come to you right now, God. Ask you, God, to help us in every area of our lives, God. God, we know not anything, but we know you know everything. So, God, we come to you right now, God. Ask you, God, for your guidance, God. Ask you, God, for your leadership, God. Ask you, God, for a word from you right now, God. There are some who may be listening or who may be watching right now, God, who feel like they're at their wit's end. They feel like they don't know what to do. They don't know which way to go. They're, they're, they're looking for answers. And even right now, God, they might not even see you or hear you or even know you. So, God, we're speaking right now, God, that you come in right now, that you intervene. Reveal yourself to them right now in the name of Jesus. Well, we know that you send your word that you will never leave nor forsake us. And, God, even though you have never left us, God, we know we have left you. So, God, even with that, as you, God, to forgive us, God, and help us right now, God, to acknowledge your presence on today, God. God, we're speaking right now, God, that you help us, God, to be able to see you and to seek you in every area of our lives right now. In the name of Jesus, and we bind everything the devil stands for, we counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, and we praise your name right now, God, for everything that you are right now, God. 
God, we thank you, Lord. Even for what the devil meant for evil, God, you are turning it for our good. So, God, we even ask God to help and heal those, God, who may have dealt with some traumatic things in their life right now, God, some unexcusable things right now, but we're not saying they're unforgivable right now, God. So, God, we're speaking right now, God, that you help us right now, God to cleanse us right now, God, to even to pardon those who may have wronged us or forgive those who may have wronged us or done things that are unlike you right now. In the name of Jesus, God, help us, God, to see things in your perspective right now, God. Help us, God, to see things within your lens right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we speaking right now, God. Comfort those who are grieving right now, God. God, we hold up uh, the Clark family right now, God. Tara Clark's family right now, God. Hold them up right now, God. God, we even ask God to help uh, the, the Love family right now, God. In the name of Jesus, hold up Corey Love right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking, God, for those who may be uh, dealing with so much right now, God. Comfort them. Be with them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we even thank you, Lord, for even for healing those who may have been sick, God. Touch and hear their bodies right now. In the name of Jesus, from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speaking, God, that you do a new thing right now, God. That you bring a testimony, God, right now, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we even speaking right now, God. Those who may be uh, uh, pregnant right now, God, protect them, God. And even protect the babies right now, God, that are in the mother's womb right now, God. Protect minister to them right now, God. God, we speaking right now, God, even for those who may be uh, carrying babies right now, God. God, we speaking right now, God, that you even minister to that baby even while it's in the mother's womb, God. Let them, God, let them hear your voice, God. And God, even at the even as they grow up, God, help them to understand who you are right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we hold up every marriage right now, God. God, we speaking, God, obedience right now, God, to you right now, God. We speak in order right now, God. We speak in structure right now, God. God, we even speaking right now, God, those who may be dealing with uh, uh, problems uh, uh, like abuse or uh, uh, domestic violence right now, God. God, we speaking right now, God, that you give them safety right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, help us right now, God, to acknowledge you, God. Help us, God, to trust you in every area of our lives right now. God, help us, God, in our quality time with our prayer life, God, in our study habits right now, God. And feed it on your word, God. And we speaking right now, God, that you feed us right now, God, with your living words, God. Help us and feed us, God, with your truths right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we praise your name right now, God. We acknowledge your presence right now, God. We need you right now, God, and we want you in our lives right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking, God, someone who may need direction, God, even pertaining to uh, uh, employment, God, their job right now, God, even what to do, how to do it, and God, even dealing with situations, God, we speaking right now that you're coming, that you're minister right now, God, in the name of Jesus, it's never too late right now, God, and we even speak, God, for those who may have made mistakes in the past right now, God, not only that you help them to ask for forgiveness, but God, help them, God, to receive forgiveness, not just to you, God, from you, but God, even from themselves right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you right now, God. We praise your name, God. We acknowledge your presence right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. 
I want to thank each and everyone who uh, tuned in. If you have any questions or uh, comments, feel free to uh, reach me, um, Brother Prater, uh, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P as in Paul, R-A, T as in Tom, E-R. You can catch me on uh, Facebook. And also um, on Facebook, you can see my daily devotions and also uh, videos, as well as uh, you can go to my website at brotherprater.com. That's brotherprater.com, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P as in Paul, R-A, T as in Tom, E-R. Uh, you can see my daily devotions and also uh, videos and also personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God and Fatherhood. A Few Good Men, matter of fact, I got a copy. Matter of fact, I should, should put that. Uh, I got a copy of my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God and Fatherhood, right here. A Few Good Men was written to him. Talk to the men, just point blank, just talk to the men and let them know that their responsibilities towards their their children, their family, as well as their children's mother. Also, even just have the conversation as men. I always say this. We as men, we don't have that conversation with each other. Now, women, they go through things. They have their network and their sisterhood. You know, they'll talk, they'll communicate, but a lot of us as men, we hold stuff in. And it's time for us to be able to get that release out. So this starts the conversation, and even it's for the, not just for the men, but it's for the ladies too, for them to be able to even just be able to just have some questions answered, you know, just have, like I said, in a godly way, you know, and also uh, kind of give them little uh, ideals pertaining to a present or uh, future uh, children's father, uh, as well as you know potential of good men. Most people think, oh, all uh, there ain't no good men. Well, yes, they are. You know, all I say is this. All I say is this is, uh, look here. You can't expect to find a good man at a dog pound. You go to a dog pound, what you gonna get? You gonna get a dog. And most of the time, you're going to get a dog with fleas. So, you know, uh, this is something just for us to just have that healthy conversation. And so with that, also my other book, um, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, this is the book um, dedicating dedicating to my sister, uh, Sheila Prater, which was um, unfortunately killed due to uh, domestic violence. And, um, you know, um, even with that, I'll say this, this is something that uh, I, I, I never, there isn't a day that goes by I don't think about my sister or think about what happened. And um, not only that, but I think about it because there's a lot of people that were affected by her passing, a lot of people that were affected by how she died. And, you know, uh, it it hurts because, not only because, I'll tell people, she was more than my sister. She was my classmate. <laughs> she was my schoolmate. Not only us going to the same school, graduating together, but also we were in the same class together. And so with that, um, you know, I, I I try my best. I try my best. I do 
everything. Those that know me, I do 120% of whatever I do. And a lot of stuff I choose not to do in front of people. I like to do things behind closed doors, you know. And so with that, um, if I can help someone to be able to help them to understand who they are in the outside of God and quit selling for less and quit giving up on the things that they need to do and give in, stop giving in on the things that they don't need to do. So that's that's me. Those that know me, that's me. That's Brother Prater or just a little old June. That's me. That's my passion, most importantly, for each and every person to be saved and to operate in the purpose and plan God has for them. That's my desire. So with that being said, I thank each and every one of you all who are tuning in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart. God bless you. And thank you.